0: I'm pulling out of the parking lot. You all know what that means. It's time. Well, actually, you might not know what it means. Because it's time for drive from work. Um, I don't do a lot of drive from works. But uh, normally when I have a guest, uh, the guest comes with me. So in the the evening, we go home. And I I don't have a lot of opportunity to have guests. So, Scott, say hi. Hello. So, Scott Van Essen was in the last podcast all about uh, the Transformers TCG. So, we're doing another podcast. This time about... um, What is it about? It's about Kaladesh. Yeah, so what I decided was, um, Scott normally works on dual Masters, um, but one of the cool things about working at Wizards is occasionally you get to work on Magic, if you don't work on Magic all the time, Uh, and Scott was on the team for Kaladesh, so I thought it'd be interesting to hear about, I've talked about Kaladesh, but I thought it'd be neat to hear from Kaladesh from a different perspective, Uh, so... So, Scott, talk about how you ended up on the Kaladesh team. Sure. Well,
1: uh, as, uh, Mark, as you mentioned, I began working here uh, on the Duel Masters team, and I'd been there for a while, and um, people had told me that it's uh, it takes a while before you get on a Magic team, because they sort of plan these things out uh, fairly far in advance. But um, as I understand it, there was some personnel switching and some... Uh, you know, pe- the, a spot opened up early, and so I was asked if I wanted to
0: join, and I thought for about three milliseconds and then said absolutely yes. Yeah, I mean, what happened behind the scenes on my side is um, there was an opening, and I said, hey, how about Scott? Because <laughs> uh, obviously I knew you from Great Designer Search, and I was interested in having you on the design team. So um, I thought... Um, And I knew that we were doing, uh, Kaladesh had an inventor's vibe I knew about, and anyway, I thought you'd be well suited for it, so.
1: Well, I had a a great time being on the team, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking all about that.
0: Okay, so what is your memory, what is your earliest memory of the Kaladesh design team?
1: Uh, one of the earliest things, uh, we knew coming in, or at least we had a very strong feeling coming in that um, energy was going to be uh, one of the main primary mechanics of this. And so uh, we, I guess you'd come out of, uh, uh, not vision, but exploratory. exploratory design, yeah. uh, knowing that uh, energy was a, good, um, was a good mechanic. So uh, one of the very first things we did was we said, how can we do energy? And we talked about different ways that we could do energy. Um, So one of the ways we explored was what you've seen here, where we have energy as a counter on a player. Um, We explored a couple of other versions. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them was uh, sort of a charge countery version, which is where energy ended up initially, uh, but these were just sort of counters on creatures.
0: Um, Well, well, the way way that one worked is they were... um, the cards that generated the en- energy had counters on them, and then you would use the counters off them. Right. So instead of being on a player, it was kind of banked on different things. But if your opponent ever got rid of those things, you'd lost the energy that went that were on those things. Right. But any card that used energy could grab it from anywhere.
1: Right. And we... we um we, liked, we initially liked the idea of exploring that because it gave some more interaction, but we also felt that it really took away from the modularity of energy. And uh, in the trade-offs, we decided that it was uh, better to just have energy be something that's a little more protected, uh, a little safer from your opponent's interaction. Um, we I also, uh, one of my uh, very first pitches was a really weird uh, energy thing, which was that it was some sort of uh, virtual token uh, it, was not, it was like a a token that became attached to a creature, so it was like sort of some sort of token aura or token a- attachment, yeah. and it was consumed the same way. But it could be interacted with, uh, and you could just stick it anywhere. And the, I had proposed ideas of, oh, this here's a, a creature that um, is an ordinary creature, but when it is energized, it powers up in some ways, and so it's very. Um, and the, one of the real problems with that is that it became very parasitic. and, like it was an A-B mechanic where this thing only worked in the concept, uh, in the context of Kaladesh. And so that was one
0: of, I'm sure, several reasons
1: why we ended up
0: not going with that me- version of the mechanic. Yeah, so what had happened was in exploratory design, we actually explored a couple of different ways to do energy. Um, and I was pretty sure coming out of exploratory how I wanted to do it, but I wanted the team to sort of try and experiment a couple of different things. And essentially the team came to the same conclusion the exploratory design team did, which was the one that everyone obviously has played with yes
1: um the next thing that i remember uh spending a lot of time on was vehicles Um, which which also
0: came out of exploratory design right and we had um but they but they weren't like we vision figured out how i'm sorry uh, normal design figured out how to do them um we knew we wanted vehicles coming out of exploratory design but we they weren't like energy came out of exploratory pretty close to how we did energy vehicles went through a bunch of changes that's right i think you know an um,
1: exploratory design and even sort of talking about the block just around R&D before this, it was a slam dunk that we wanted to do vehicles we just, we went through a lot of different iterations. Um, some of the ones that we, I recall us going through, uh, we went for through one that was really like reverse equipment almost, it was you had to pay mana to sort of put the creature into the vehicle and then I believe you may have even had to pay mana to get the creature out of the vehicle um, it ended up being very slow and also feeling just too much like equipment. And one of the things we wanted to do was make sure that this felt significantly
0: different from how equipment worked. Yeah, I mean, the the idea that the equipment, aside the equipment, the idea that the vehicle became a creature happened later. That wasn't one of our early incarnations of it. And even then, when we handed off vehicles to development, uh, it um crew N meant tap N creatures, not end power of creatures.
1: That's right. Uh, and we... Um, that was one of those cases, you've talked about how um, when design is... Um, uh, the difference between sort of uh, design and what play design brings to looking at a mechanic where sort of design plays it in the most fun way and play design says yes that's nice but here's how it will actually be played in in, in competitive in in competitive levels yes and um, one of the things that they said to us just from the start they're like look Anything with crew of greater than one will just never be played. It's too much of a cost at top level uh, competitive levels, and we were very sad about that. We wanted to you know, have points where you said, "Hey, I, I put two you know, It's a really big vehicle. I want to put two or three creatures into it." Um, so fortunately, we were able to steal that uh, the power based
0: version from uh, was it Exelon that we stole? It from? Yeah, you stole it from Yeah, but what happened? The real quick version of this is we were trying to come up with a way to explore a that so we were playing around with the double-faced lands um, and one of our earlier versions was you had to sort of conquer the land or not conquer but you had to stick claim on the land and the way you did that is by tapping creatures but to separate it from equipment we made it uh, total number power rather than total number creatures to make it different and then when development was struggling I went to them and said hey guys here's something we messed around with in Ixalan that maybe you wanted to think about and it ended up that's what they ended up going with there's another thing that we spent a
1: lot of time going back and forth on was, um, were vehicles creatures all the time that just couldn't attack or block until you activated them? Oh, right, yeah. Or were they artifacts that turned into creatures? And there were some a number of rules, interactions, and confusions, uh, but one there were several reasons we went uh, with the way we did. One of which was we wanted uh, these things to survive, be a little safer from removal and decide to survive board wipes um and, and we also uh we really didn't like the oh i've got a vehicle that's empty and nobody's driving it but because it's a creature it could crew another vehicle yeah um, that was very weird and it would have required us to re- say non-vehicle you know crew right vehicles and couldn't yeah yeah um we actually talked about you know we still had the problem with um Oh, not a problem we still had the, the situation with uh, the current implementation which is that oh a crewed vehicle can crew another vehicle but we decided that that was better more net cool it's like it's a little weird in some ways but it's also really cool when you get into your helicopter and then your helicopter gets into a tank
0: yeah I mean it, it didn't happen very often too it, it, the problem with the other version was when they were always creatures we had to specify because it was just too easy to use your un, unequipped vehicle and, and crew a vehicle with it Right. Um, okay, so one of the things that I know we did is we came up with originally five mechanics for the set. Uh, and by, by the time it, the dust settled, there were only three mechanics in the set. But uh, do you want to talk about the two mechanics that didn't make it? Sure. So uh, one of
1: the mechanics was called Reverse Engineer, uh, and the sort of shorthand version of this was you uh, you heat shimmer an artifact. You get an artifact. Uh, it has haste if it's a creature until well, you, the you turn. Mean you made a token. You copied a token. Right. You made a Yeah made a token copy of the artifact you gave it haste and then uh you could attack with it if it was a creature you could use its abilities um if it was a uh, uh if it was a non-creature right. and then you, you lost it in the turn and we felt that that was very flavorful for the world we were trying to create and it just gave us lots of opportunities for uh combining different um different artifacts uh you're we being very johnny with uh, johnny or jenny with the uh the set which was a lot of fun yeah it
0: it was a fun mechanic it was a complicated mechanic and it definitely it was like we i think we couldn't put it a common just because you don't we don't do copying in common and so it was i think the reason it ended up getting removed was we we didn't want five mechanics and while there's some cool fun things that happened with it uh i think we ended up putting it on um on um sahili right that uh one of yes. her one of her abilities her, was that. Her, yeah, that, that ended yeah. up being one of her abilities. And okay. The other mechanic I don't think we've ever talked about.
1: That's right. Uh so. this was uh this was another one where uh the uh the dream of the mechanic was wonderful but uh, it got bogged down a little bit in the realities. Uh this med mechanic was initially called gadgeteer, but then we changed it to invent, uh because that felt you know more exciting and more appropriate to the room. And okay, so how did invent work? I'm glad you asked that, Mark. <laughs> uh, invent worked was a keyword action that would go on a creature. and It might be when this creature enters the
0: battlefield. Invent. No, not, not just creatures; it could go on, oh, uh, on, on uh, artifacts. Yeah. Yes, they, or it could
1: be you know pay some mana to invent, or it could be a rider on a spell. It could be draw two cards, then invent. And what invent said was, get a gadget or an invention from your
0: sideboard or from outside of the game and put it into your hand. And, and so what these were was they were cards that you couldn't put in your deck. Um, and that they did, most of it, did smaller things. Um, and the idea was that the, the flavor of this was that, um, I could sort of on the fly invent things and so whatever I needed in the moment I could go get. And the idea was there were a bunch of these inventions and that you, whenever you invented, you go got the invention that you needed. But they were all kind of small, nichey sort of effects. That's right.
1: Uh, it, and it was the idea was that you would you would get what you needed in the moment. Uh, you would say, "Man, I really wish I had some esoteric effect." And lo and behold, you were smart enough to draft it, or you had added it to your sideboard when you're building your constructed deck, and it was there to save you when you needed it. And it was. Um, but they were the idea was they were never super powerful effects. They were just um, just the right trinketing effect uh, in the moment.
0: So, why isn't it in the set? There are a couple reasons. Um, One of the biggest problems we had with it was um, when development started looking at it. um, It's essentially a tutoring mechanic. And while they were small effects, the problem was if you don't balance it correctly, then people keep getting the same one. That instead of being, oh, what effects you want, that people tend to gravitate towards certain effects. And in order to balance it, it's really hard. So we were trying to make nichey things that, like, well, this might not be useful a lot of the time, but in the right situation, the right time, it might be very useful. Um, The other problem was there was a lot of complexity that went into sort of balancing it. Essentially, what happened was they came back to us and they said, look, energy is going to take a lot of work to balance, invent is going to take a lot of work to balance which do you care more about because we can't do both and we, we picked i mean it, it was an easy pick energy was so basic to what the set was we picked energy yeah and i um i suppose there's a, a always a hope that something
1: similar to uh invent will uh, be put into a future set uh but it was it was fun to draft um and it was fun to make those decisions about how you had drafted it um but um, in the end, it was you always. My, the biggest problem I had is I always had to try to make it fun. Like it wasn't fun on its own as much as it was. I really wanted it to be fun, and I um, was always looking for opportunities to make it what I wanted it to be. Which is a very dangerous place to be as a designer. You have to have give yourself a little bit of distance to say, you know, is this fun when you're not
0: trying to make it fun? And that's uh, that's one of the tricks. Yeah, for the people that want the the closest we've done is. They're not exactly, but uh, contraptions in Unstable has a little bit of the... Like, you had to draft the contraptions in order to play the contraptions. And whether or not... Like, one of the things you can do in Unstable is... I can draft one contraption, and then every time I assemble, I know for sure what I'm going to get. I only have one contraption. Or I can draft a bunch of them, and then have a little bit of variety. Now, contraptions, you don't control the order because it's random. Where you control the order in um, in, uh, Invention... But uh, it's, it's the closest we've done that's something in that, in that space, I think.
1: Right, and I think also contraptions are a great way to say, here is how you can take a similar le- mechanic but force the fun by making it a
0: little more random. Right, right. And the fact that, for example, when you're building your contraption, it only happens every so often and you're, you're sort of p- putting together different things together, definitely, I mean, it, there's a little bit. I mean, we made... Uh, even though Unstable came out after Kaladesh, uh, a lot of Unstable was designed before Kaladesh. In fact, originally it was supposed to come out right before Kaladesh. Um, well, actually, originally it was going to come out a year before that. But at one point it was going to come out right before Kaladesh, and we decided not to have two steampunk sets right by each other. And so we ended up pushing it back again. Yeah.
1: Since we're talking about mechanics, I have a fun little anecdote to share about another of the mechanics. Okay. Uh, which is Fabricate. Okay. Well, now this is, uh, this is uh, I thought it was very cool and was very impressive to me, but Mark, you actually designed Fabricate in about 30 seconds. Um, we were uh, talking, we had a problem. We had been pulling mechanics out because we were trying to bring the complexity down. We are fairly late in design and we needed a mechanic that was simple and that worked well with what the set was doing. And you sort of, I watched you talk through, well, what's the set doing? Well, we've got, we need something that works well with plus one, plus one counters because we had a little bit of plus one, plus one tribal and uh, we're just doing some stuff, a little more stuff than a regular set does with plus one, plus one counters. And we need to care about uh, artifacts. We want something that's getting a few more artifacts there because we have a lot of artifacts going on. We had uh, some uh, cards that had, had artifacts uh, mattering in one way or another. Yeah. And you just talked through that all, and you said, all right, what if you could get either an artifact or a plus one plus one
0: counter? <laughs> Boom, done, we're good, good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the basic idea came fast. We, we, we spent a lot of time in execution. But... Yes, and I would have to say, of... All the cards in the
1: set, those are some of the most fun cards to design because a it, generally speaking, on average, a plus-one, plus-one counter is not quite as strong as a 1-1 one, one token creature. Um, in fact, I, early on, I think the first pass, they were 1-1 uh, one, one
0: flying creatures, if I remember. Yeah, I think that. they were. And development um, said, those are way too strong. So, right. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll always choose the creature. Right. Uh, and then, so we... One of the challenges think we had to do when you built Fabricate cards is you had to make, usually you gave them some ability that, oh, if they were a little bit bigger, it'd be better if they were bigger. They sort of encourage you a little bit to do that.
1: Right, so like, if you look at all of the non-common Fabricate cards, you'll see they have an ability like Lifelink that scales with their size, or they have, um, you know, just something that's asking, uh, asking you to check their power. Uh, Marionette Master was uh, one of my favorites of that, where it says, oh, I wanna, I wanna really get, um, I really want both of these, how do I do that? I think we had... I don't know if it ended up in the set, but we had a card for a while that said when you would fabricate, choose both modes.
0: Yeah, we did have that, but... uh, Yeah, there's a card at one point... So one of the things about Innistrad... um, Innistrad, sorry. Kaladesh, sorry. (laughs) One of the things about Kaladesh was it was Inventor World. So we were trying to make a lot of cool, weird, crazy artifacts and stuff. um, And I think we had one at one point which... Uh, just let you do all modes whenever you had yeah, modes if you would ever choose a mode you choose all modes yeah it was. I think development said it was broken but I, it, anyway it, 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 I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if the rules manager had something to say to you as well about that I think it worked I think it worked in the rules <laughs> it just was um, I, th- I think development I, if I remember correctly development kill did not rule sure but, I, I believe that um, yes um, okay, so what, what else do you remember? What are the memories you have from uh, from making calendar?
1: Uh So one of my memories, uh, we early on. We had proliferated in the set for a while. Oh, we did, yeah, yeah we
0: did. Um, we said, hey, we've got some plus
1: one, plus one counters. And we've got energy. Proliferate is great, uh, and the it was very good. But it was uh, it had the problem of being too good with the plus one, plus one counters compared to how good it was with the energy. And so you'd build these proliferate decks that were just ridiculously... You, just, you know, scaling creatures up like you wouldn't believe. And you're like, oh, I got an energy
0: too. That's nice. Yeah, uh, What one of the problems is... So when proliferate we did it the first time, it was in a set with minus one, minus one counters. So when you tended to use it, you tended to put it on your opponent's creatures to shrink them. Uh, and it's harder... It's not that easy to put minus one, minus one counters on your opponent's creatures without them dying, usually. Right. And so there wasn't that many so when you're proliferating um, the fact that you were getting more counters wasn't that big a deal but plus and plus one counters like that was a major theme of the set because we were all about invention and we liked the idea that you were enhancing things and plus plus one counters just flavorfully really worked well uh, on the sense of invention so we had a lot of them in the set and so proliferate was just, just too good yeah it just was too good I, um, I Actually, I just remembered another
1: mechanic. I'm not okay. sure. Do you remember Inherit? Uh, remind me what Inherit was. Inherit was... It was like Modular, but okay. it was a more limited Modular. It, uh, what you had, Oh, it didn't just go on artifact
0: creatures, right? It went on
1: any creatures, and it was like a creature that had a normal size, uh, but then it would come with maybe one plus one, plus one counter, and it said, it, when I die, you move the plus one, plus one counter onto
0: somebody else. Right, so real quickly, um, Modular only went on artifact creatures. Uh, modular N... They were always zero, 0 creatures that got N plus 1, plus 1 counters, and when they died, they you put them on an artifact creature, a target artifact creature. So the idea of Inherit was, let's strip out the artifactness of it, that it was a creature that could go on any creature, and then instead of being zero, 0 with full counters, we tended to put fewer number of counters. So it's like a 3-3 three, three that comes with one counter. So when the 4-4 creature dies, well, one counter gets to go somewhere else, but not the full not all four of them would go.
1: Yeah. And they, we had actually ended up being, uh, on one card that remained in the set. We just didn't keyword it. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, what, anything else you remember
1: mechanic wise? Um, the, uh, we, I remember we had a stronger, uh, plus one, plus one tribal than we ended up having. I think we were too close to what cons, uh, cons block had done with plus one, plus one tribal, but we had the, uh, oh, I have, I have some notes here. Um, but I can't find it. Doesn't matter. There was a, uh, a four mana card that uh, had you draw a card for each of your creatures with plus one plus one counters. Yeah, on we
0: it. yeah we had a stronger theme, and then it turned out. I think the feedback I got was there already is a reward for having a plus one plus one counter. You're plus one plus one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we found was we could do a little bit of rewards, but we, like it already is an upgrade, and so like you can't give too many rewards because it's already something that's, that's beneficial. Um, like one of the things that i know about kaladesh is um we early on had energy we early on had vehicles um and then we spent a lot of time experimenting with a lot of different things and then you're right fabricate was relatively late in the process yeah it was it was right at the end um
1: and uh, but it was uh you know i mean i think you know maybe a month from designing that to hand off it. We, Got most of the way there. I mean, it's it's a wonderful mechanic. It does uh, it does a lot. It gives you a nice simple choice. Um, there was a point in time where it was uh, it was more modular. It was like you could just sort of if you had fabricate three, you could make three plus three plus oh, any chambers. combination. Right? You we didn't. Any we
0: combination. Tried. I think early on you couldn't choose, and then we tried for a while one where three match, you got three combinations of between counters and tokens, and you could mix and match. But that ended up being a little more complicated than, than necessary. Like, that was one of the problems in general, is we ended up making five mechanics, and then we're like, oh, okay, there's too much going on. We, we realized we were just making too many things. We're like, okay, let's dial it back a little bit. Um, and I think when we handed over Development, we actually had taken out Fabricate, and we turned it over with... Um, when it got turned over to, to Development, it had energy, it had vehicles, and it had Invent in it. And then they said we can't do invent and energy and we said okay and then we said we we suggested well why don't you swap with fabricate i remember that yeah, yeah. Put
1: fabricate back
0: in um because one of the things we had done is we design always will give development whatever anything we've done we'll give them like hey if this inspires you you want to use it here's extra stuff we've made um, and so we definitely we definitely handed over with some other stuff and yeah it was our, it, i remember talking with eric and making the suggestion of okay let's take invention out and put put fabricate in yeah, that, I mean, that's, I think,
1: uh, pushed it to a, a nice, uh, it's more simplicity and let us focus on the the, mo- the coolest part, which was the energy. Okay, so any other memories of Kaladesh? Uh, you know, I remember just, it was a ton of fun designing for, with energy. Um, there, One of my favorite things to do was to uh, take uh, very staple uh, magic effects and just figure out how to put an energy twist on it. Um, uh, Ether Hub as a... Uh, Nintendo Ice Bridge variant was a ton of fun. Uh, Lath Hellion was one of my favorite cards, uh, which is just it's your classic uh, red you know creature, red aggressive creature that uh, you sacrifice it at the end of the turn. Uh, and we were able to say, hey, we can build in a bit of a clock here. So in uh, this version, oh sorry, uh, Haste creature. So Lathnu Hellion is a three mana 4-4 four four that comes with two energy and at the end of the turn you have to either sacrifice it or spend two energy yeah 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 that's a cool card and so you know it was oh it's fun it's like here's something they can kind of attack twice on its own and then you're done with it right it was a ball lightning variant I think was the idea right right and um but it, the energy lets you say hey maybe I can have something feed into this and keep it going until you say until the board state says it's no longer a thing you or maybe you say, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to attack next turn because you have uh, something too big. I'm just going to throw it away and keep the energy for later. So it's uh, it was a ton of fun having that flexibility. Uh, we, turned, uh, we turned in a, t- a bunch of designs that were... Uh, Classic magic cards with just a twist of energy. And I think that's one of my favorite parts is just to say, how can I give an homage to something that we've seen
0: forever, but do the new uh, so? New so what was your favorite energy card you designed that didn't make it? That did not make it? Well, um, that was the, uh, I had an early
1: version of the Bristling Hydra. So Bristling Hydra is a four mana, uh, four, four, I believe. Uh, it's a Hydra and it comes with three energy and then you can spend energy, so you can spend three energy to give it plus one, plus one and hex proof. That's what the final card was. Uh, my pitch for that card initially was something completely different uh, that I thought was really fun, it, uh, but it, development had a number of problems with it. Uh, it was a XG uh, Hydra, so your classic Hydra, it's a zero, 0 that comes with X plus one, plus one counters and X energy, because we're in and then I you know, threw on a fun ability that made sense, which was, pay for energy, this creature fights anything. Um, and it's possible that development could have fixed it, but they ended up going a different way. Um, that, that, you know that, That's what happens. You uh,
0: make several hundred cards, you get a couple dozen that you're really happy with that make it into the set. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that, I mean, and now with, with vision and, and set design even more so, uh, a lot of design is about sort of getting the concepts down, and you make cards because you want to execute and show proof of concept, but you know, some cards make it through the process, but a lot don't. And so a lot of, along the way is you make cards that are kind of cool ideas, and sometimes they inspire other cards, sometimes for whatever reason they don't work and they get changed. Yeah, I, ha- I have a folder
1: at my desk that's all of the cards that I've made, that have made it to print. And the reality is, as you said, you know, I've touched hundreds of cards, yeah. but the number of cards that have a recognizable, you have enough of your DNA in it where you can say like, yeah, that's my card, are, are, are very small. Um, you know, you, you, you have a couple that you make that you fall in love with. Every now and then you get a brain to print. Um, a brain to print is a card where you design the card and it just works and everything it ends up being printed exactly as what you designed initially. Yeah, those are hard. You don't get those that often. No, don't get those often. I was very happy. I did get one in this set. Um, in Kaladesh. Um, okay, well, what, what's your favorite Kaladesh card that you made? My favorite Kaladesh card I made, oh my goodness. Um, there's a lot. Uh, I'm going to cheat and and choose two. Okay. Um, one was uh, Rashmi Eternity's Crafter. Uh, okay. Which was a top-down design for... The idea of Rashmi was that she had sort of... Seen, she was an inventor, She right? was an inventor, and she had sort of like seen how to sort of break through time and space. She had sort of like de- developed the technology that would lead to the Plater Bridge. Yeah. Um, and so um, my design for that was basically, um, it ended up being like a, a, cascade, you know, a cascade variant. Uh, it was very close to the final card, which is whenever you cast a spell, uh, look at the top card of your deck. If it costs less than the spell you cast, play it, otherwise put it in your hand. Okay. Um, and then the other one I really loved was uh, Multiform Wonder, which was an eth- uh, a Morphling variant, uh, but with ener- energy. And uh, it was a shame that we'd already used the name Etherling for it because yeah. it would have been perfect.
0: Okay, so what is you know, my, my favorite design I did for... What's, uh, what's that?
1: Panharmonicon.
0: Oh, Panharmonicon. Yeah. Which I, I believe I, was called either Thingamajig or Whatchamacallit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the oh, what I, I did so what happened was... Um, so I did the first half of the design, handed the reins over to Sean May and then did the second half. And we, we were both on the team the whole time, but we sort of were co-leading it. And it was during Sean's part of it. And Sean said, we're low on just weird artifacts. Yeah. So I said, okay. And then I named them all like Thingmajig and whatchamacallit. So I don't remember the, what the original name was, but uh, I just liked the idea of um, of, uh, I like doubling things, so I'm like, let's double all I ETB effects. <laughs> so I thought that was fun. You know what my, my favorite uh, playtest name was? Okay, what was your favorite playtest name? Um,
1: so is the, on the card, Aetherflux Reservoir, okay. which was whenever you cast a spell, gain one life for every spell you've cast this turn. Yeah. And it says, pay 50 life to deal 50 damage. Right. Uh, the playtest name of that was Storm Hospital. Yeah,
0: well, that's key. Okay, so any other any other like stories about individual cards you remember? Um,
1: so uh, one of the uh, one of the things that we designed to support vehicles was uh, was we wanted to have cards that um, were, were good to crew vehicles. So we had a couple of cards that said, "Hey, whenever I become tapped." do a thing. Well, I think we had a, a pinger and maybe a looter as well um, that were just cards that Yeah, we it
0: ended up ended being a red-white thing right? Yes. I I, we, we tied them to the dwarves and ended up being a red-white thing Right, uh, but then the other one we did was we had a couple
1: of pilots that were just really good at driving cards and my favorite was the uh, Speedway Fanatic, which uh, is just a 2-1 with haste that whenever he drives a vehicle, uh, he gets haste. And I just loved, uh, the image we had from the beginning of, uh, that, that, card concept of just this maniac who, uh, who
0: hops in a vehicle and, uh, and runs yes, away right. with it. Yeah, that's a cool card. Yep. Um, okay, so anything that people who, obviously people played with it, i this set has been on quite a while, um, what might not people know, like, like, from behind the scenes, what is the most surprising thing behind the scenes think people would know about the making of the set? Oh my goodness! That is a that is an excellent excellent question. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll start since I. Yeah, what uh, were you thinking? Um, so one of the things that was very interesting about it was the set in the end ended up being very um, artifact centric, but for most of the design, we actually we made a conscious decision early on to not focus so much on artifact matters and just try to make really cool interactive stuff and. In the end, we ended up putting in a layer of Artifact Matters because it's an artifact set. Um, but a lot of people think that's where we started. And really, we did not do the Artifact matter stuff until way, way late in the process. We, we spent a lot more time trying to make cool interactive things because we were doing the Inventor feel. Um, and so a lot of people, when I, when I talk about where we started, like we started from a very different place than I think people think we do think. You, you had a, a big mantra from the very beginning which is that this artifacts
1: here are technology and not biology yes yes and uh, one of the ways that I feel like we I, to me the the non tribalness of artifacts for lack of a better term mm-hmm. was part of the expression of that of these artifacts it's, we don't care about the artifacts because they're artifacts the artifacts are the things that we um, that, that help us live our lives and help us do our thing.
0: Yeah, one of the things you'll notice, by the way, if you look through the art, the, something that the creative team did, is most of the spells have a technological origin rather than a pure magical origin. I mean, magic fuels, obviously, fuels the, the um, fuels the items. But there, it's very much like people are using technology to sort of do the magic of this world. Right. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh,
1: uh, we had... Uh Oh, here's a fun little story about the uh, the Gear Hulks. Okay. Uh, so Which were not in until development, they, they were, came in they late. Were, they were out in the development. I was a uh, uh, participated in the development team for a short portion of that as well, which was okay. very exciting for me. Uh, but when we were doing the Gear Hulks, uh, we knew that we wanted. Uh, development had a request to have some uh, artifacts that required colored mana. Yeah. Because uh, they need. Uh, one of the challenges with an artifact set is that. Um, there's you you lose a lot of your color pie safety and uh, color pie pushing you to do yeah. different uh, different directions and so we wanted to have a set a set of high profile uh, artifacts and when we were designing them uh, in development we were got really quickly to four of the five um, everybody but the red one uh, we said it should do this yep that sounds great we did it uh, and the red one we took a long time. Uh, to get uh, to the right one, and that was a situation i we, we had a uh, an ability that was powerful, but not particularly fun, and um, we ended up uh, com- uh, having a discussion about whether we should have that more powerful ability, mm-hmm. or the one which ended up on it. The ability that's on there on it is uh, at the you, when it enters the battlefield. Your opponent chooses to either let you draw three cards, or take damage equal to the total converted mana cost of the top three cards of your deck, uh, which sometimes is a, a couple damage and sometimes is 12 or 15 damage. It yeah. could be a very swingy and yeah. it put your opponent in a really awkward position. And even though that uh, card was less objectively powerful than uh, the one that we were uh, considering mm-hmm. uh, in its place, we fought really hard to make that one Uh, the one we we kept because it was just so much fun to play even if it wasn't necessarily the most powerful
0: card. Yeah well one of the things that's important when you're designing is being fun is more important than being powerful. I mean not that we don't make powerful cards because we do but you want to make sure that there's good things you get to experience and that one of the things that I like a lot about Kaladesh is it is definitely one of those sets that has more weird cards in it that part of us trying to capture the Inventors Fair and that sort of feel was we did a lot of weirder cards and we pushed down in rarity. Like a lot of things that would be a, normally would be a rare artifact, we pushed down to uncommon to to get sort of that quirky sense. And I, I Kaladesh has a lot of that quirkiness to it. One of the things I, I I I'm a big big fan of Kaladesh, so I like playing Kaladesh. I had a,
1: I had a great deal of fun too. Um, uh, one of the uh other things that we had a lot of just we're trying to hit the tropes of a very positive world, and so we had cards like uh, Padim, the uh, Consul of Inventions, which was just saying like, "Hey, who's got the coolest thing? You get a prize." Yeah, uh, and it was really fun to be like, "Look, um, we've come from I think I think we've just come from." uh
0: mean, uh, 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 I uh, 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 in... I'm in no, 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 no. Sorry, Kaladesh was. Oh, we'd come from
1: um, Innistrad. Yeah, we'd come from uh, Innistrad, and we're like, we've been someplace really dark and scary, and we'd, right before that had been Battle for Zendikar, so yeah. let's just have an, an upbeat set. And it was fun to try to find ways, in a game that's fundamentally about combat, to say, let's have some constructive and, and positive uh, tropes that we're trying to hit. And that was a um, that was a nice way to sort of hit some some fun top-down designs uh,
0: there. Yeah, so, okay, so we're all uh, we're not too far from my house. Um, so thinking back on Kaladesh, what is your favorite memory of working on Kaladesh? I, um,
1: so it was actually after the, um, it was after we had finished, um, the main part of, uh, design, um, we... We were having a uh, sort of a... We do a thing called Play Days now, and we had done something um, like a uh, a, a large draft with a lot of people in it to um, uh, sort of get ready for a a handoff uh, to uh, to development. Uh, And uh, I just remember um, building the most Johnny deck possible. I had a Panharmonicon. I had um, Infinite Energy... And uh, just, you know, I've been playing this game for 20 years, and to be able to do unplanned things with cards that I designed, it's um, it's a little sappy, but it was just um, a moment I'll never forget that I, you know, drafting card after card I design, I would actually, you know, be like, this card doesn't go in my deck at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to splash blue because I, I need to get my Rashmi in this deck. So, um, you know... I consider myself incredibly fortunate to have the, uh, the job that I have and the opportunities that I do, uh, and I'm going to get all, all sappy here, but I just wanted to say thank you for allowing me to uh, participate in the set thank you for running the great designer search so i could get up here in the first place oh you're
0: welcome it was, it was great having you on the set and it was uh it was a lot of fun i i really, really had a great time making caladesh caladesh was a, a real fun set uh to, to build and it's it is still one of my favorite sets i've made you know that, that I, i've led that i it's it's a really fun set um but we are now arriving at my home so um I just want to wrap up by thanking you, Scott. It was fun having you both for the both podcasts. Thank you very much. it um, been a pleasure. And just so people know, in order to be on this podcast, Scott drove to my house from far away just so he could be on the podcast. And so uh, I always, I've always, i had a couple other people do that, but it's always a big honor when people go way out of their way just so they can be on the podcast. Well, it was a pleasure to be here, and thank you very much. Well, thanks. It was fun talking cowardish, But we are home, so we all know what that means. I mean, it's time to stop talking magic and start eating dinner! So, uh, I gotta go, but anyway, guys, thanks for joining us, and I'll see you all next time.